Bulimia sucks, but you don't, and here's why. The Bulimia Sucks podcast with Kate Hudson Hall will teach you how to begin breaking through the multitude of thoughts, feelings, triggers, and urges to empower yourself to change your painful behaviors completely. You will hear proven strategies and solutions to help you in your recovery, including real interviews with real people. Kate has just released a new best-selling book called Anxiety Hacks with proven techniques, tools, and tips to calm this. Check it out now on Amazon. And now... Another episode of Bulimia Sucks, the podcast. Hello and welcome. So my name is Kate Hudson-Hall and thank you for listening to this channel. Bulimia Sucks, because it does. So these are real stories from people who are suffering or have suffered an eating disorder. So this podcast is about real life stories of eating disorders with victories and challenges. And each episode will include individuals' personal stories of where they are now, what they've learned and how far they're in their recovery path. So our guest today is Joelle. And Joelle lives in Brooklyn. Is that right? No, Long Island. Oh, Long Island. Look at me from London. What do <laughs> I know? <laughs> so welcome, <Yeah>. Joelle. <laughs> Thank you so much for joining us and for sharing your story. It's so kind of you. I'm happy to be here. Oh, great. Thank you. So do you want to begin by telling me about when... What sort of eating disorder you have and and how old you were, maybe when it started? Sure. I remember um, like when I was about maybe like a preteen, like around 12 or 13, I actually learned about eating disorders in health class. And I actually like sat through like a, pre- a presentation and it was of these two girls. Um, they are actually like the head founders of like some organization um, called Project Heal. And they actually like help other people um, get access to eating disorder treatment if you can't and I so I listened to this presentation and I remember um like my mom and I had an argument like the night before this presentation and I had like a I guess I was like curious about eating disorders and like I didn't know like what they were about and everything and I listened to the presentation and I remember like the next day um getting so upset at my mom again. And I, I ended up like purging for the very first time and tried it. And then I got addicted. And then from there on, I started like doing it maybe like 10 to 20 times a day. And like, I didn't get, um, I never got like the proper help that I needed actually. Um, so did you, for, well, did you get any help at that age? Um, at that age? No, actually I tried to, um, I actually, um, remember walking down the halls of my middle school. I was in the seventh grade and I remember walking down the halls of my middle school and I thought um, I was going to pass out. I remember seeing like gray and black spots and like, it just wasn't good. Um, I told my guidance counselor at school, I told him everything and he um, contacted my mom and dad and like, they just like did not want to hear it. They didn't want to handle it. Um, they even like took me to the doctor and they were like, oh, like, you know, your vitals are normal. Like, you know, you're fine. Um, they suggested like some eating disorder place, but my mom never, um, moved forward with it. Cause I told her that I wasn't doing it anymore. Cause I didn't want to be the bad kid, but in like, in the midst of things, I actually was doing it like secretly when they were in home and 
when they weren't around. So. so how old were you at this time? Um, like 12 or 13. Yeah. And so then, then what happened? So you didn't get any help at that age. I didn't get any help when I was a teenager and it like seriously affected me. Um, and then I just like started having like stomach problems from it. So I forgot like really what, like what prompted like the purging to like decrease, but it like, um, decreased like gradually. Um, and I was still doing it, but I guess like not as often. And that like kind of happened from there till about my adult life, even until like now. And then I started being more on the restrictive side. And then when I went away to um, college, I ended up seeing a therapist there and like, I like told her everything and she ended up um, referring me to like these free meetings that were in the city. And I, I went there and then that's when I kind of felt like I'm not alone in this. Like I'm not by myself anymore. Like I have some part, I have some sense of purpose, you know? Um, and also I, I love music and it comes like a big, like this comes like a big place into this because I ended up um, dating some guy and he was my guitar teacher because I just was all ears and like listened to me um, and he actually set me up with like a doctor and then I got like another therapist from there and then I got like more help from there so he was like my first um, main point it it's like I still have struggles here and there and it still like takes like a little finagling, I guess, uh, to figure out like what works right for me. And I guess like some days are better than others. Um, I'm definitely more on the restrictive side now than I was before. Um, but yeah, that's pretty much how it all started. What about um, the, what I did about like the a binge? few rounds of like intensive outpatient. Oh, what about the binging now? Um, I mean, it happens. Yeah, it happens like every... I'd say like every like week or like sometimes like every three to four days, depending on like how I feel. Mm -hmm. um, but it doesn't happen like 10 to 20 times a day, maybe like every three to four days, sometimes once, sometimes twice, depending so on how I'm feeling. You know, that's, I am. But I am trying to work. work but on it. Joel, that's huge. You know, you've gone from so many times a day to, you know, every two, three days. That's just amazing how far you have come. Yeah, I think I was just like scared because I was just feeling like I was just like experiencing like digestive problems and like I knew that and like stomach issues and like I knew um, when I was like little, um, I feel like my parents like wouldn't believe me like they didn't really like they still don't like I guess like their older generation like I, I thought mm -hmm. like they wouldn't really believe me and like they wouldn't take me to the doctor and I wasn't like old enough to go myself. So it's like, I didn't know like what to do from there. And like, I didn't want like my esophagus to get like so messed up from it or something. So do you think that was the turning yeah. point for you when you felt so ill physically? Yes and no. Cause like, I mean, I, I still do it, but I mean, I guess so. Like, I guess, yeah, that was like kind of the turning point. Cause like, I didn't want like something to happen. And then like, I thought I was going to like maybe pass out on the floor and no one was going to find me or something. Yeah. So yeah. Okay, so let me ask you this question. So what do you wish that you you would have known or you could have known before the bulimia started? I wish I would have known that like I had like a support system and like I had like more friends that were like able to like listen to me or even like 
more adults in my life that were like able to listen to me and like not like judge me of like what I'm doing and like how I'm doing it. And I, I feel like, especially my mother, she really affects me and she even does till this day. Um, I'll like end up using my eating disorder to take things out on myself because of her and um, like be my own person. So I wish I would have been able to tell my younger self that. To be your own person. Yeah. What does that mean to you? Like, to not let like others define like others like opinions or like judgments like completely like define you or like affect you like you know I feel like I'm doing what I want to do like in life and I'm not I'm not hurting anybody else like I and I feel like I wish like my younger self could could hear that like my mom's like negative comments like don't mean like absolutely everything and I kind of felt like that when I was like 12 or 13. So Joel, are there any specific resources that you, you feel have really helped you? Um, well, there's this book, um, by Carolyn Costin. She's one of my favorite authors and she's actually the founder of a treatment center in, um, the U S um, it was, uh, it's based in California and they have like other locations across the United States. Now, um, it's called Montanito. And um, the, she what, the book is book called, called Montenegro. No, the book is called Eight Keys to Recovery from an Eating Disorder. I really like that book. And um, it brings you through like her approach on how she actually treats clients because she's recovered herself now, too. And um, it brings yeah. you like through her experience and how she got through it. And also like how she uh, like treats clients. And also there's like writing exercises in there that you can do. And I just find that like really helpful. And also there's a workbook that goes along with that too, that you can purchase separately. So Joel, so tell us the name of the book again and her name. Um, Her name is Carolyn Costin. And what's the name of the book? Uh, the Eight Keys from Recovery from an Eating Disorder. Oh, fabulous. So that re- you yeah. felt that that's, that was a real, what you learned in there really has helped you in your recovery. Yeah, I really like that book. Um, there's also another book that I really like too. And it um, explains about this girl's um, life story, um, how she like overcame her eating disorder as well. And she basically like helped herself too. Um, it's called Life Without Ed. Oh, um, that's yes. another book that I really love too. Yeah, that's a great book. Now, who was that book written by? Uh, Jenny Schaefer. And I actually met her. I met both of them in person at a point. Oh, really? Yeah. What advice would you give to somebody with bulimia and or anorexia? Uh, Honestly, like I would say, like, you know, speak your truths. Um, If you can't get access to like a therapist or like professional help right away, um, call the crisis lines. Um, They're always a listening ear uh, no matter what. And like, there's no judgments in a way. And also I want to give advice for um, possible parents out there because I know my um, parents and family, like they didn't believe I had an issue and like, they still don't, like they're still in like pure denial. Um, I just want to put out there, like, please listen to your kids. They're not lying when it comes to this thing. And it could be like seriously dangerous and it could be like a lot, um, more dangerous than you actually expect. So please like be listening ears and like, please support them. Like, you know, get them to a therapist, get them to like a treatment center. Um, it will like bring you so much joy in the end. So what do you feel is that has been the hardest part of having an eating disorder? 
definitely for me um I would say like definitely going to like family events and like even going out to like simple um things with um my family because I always feel like they have something to say about like what I'm currently doing or like what I'm wearing or like how my hair is um I, I always feel like I'm on edge with that and like from there when they say something I feel like I've done something immediately wrong and I need to take it out on me and that like I, I feel like a sense of like worthlessness so yeah yeah, yeah. what does the future hold for you um I mean, I still uh, struggle. I feel like um, every day is like a new day and I try to take um, one day at a time and some days are better than others. Um, I still want to try to find like the right um, treatment center for me. It's just like logistical things are a little bit um, hard. And in terms of other things, I have a fiance. His name is Jacob. I actually told him I was doing this podcast today. So um, he says hello and he wants to give his shout out. Oh, um, fabulous. And when yeah, are you planning so, to get married? Um, um, I don't know yet. I think we want to do like some logistical things first. We want to definitely like move in together and get a house first and then um, go from there. And also like with COVID going on right now, it's a little bit mm-hmm. hard, like yeah. harder, I guess yeah. you could say. So, um, yeah, I guess like we'll, we're just like kind of like seeing how things play out right now and like playing it um, like little by little. Yeah. And he's obviously very supportive. Oh, yeah, of course. Joelle, is there anything else that you would like to to share with our listeners about your eating disorder? I mean, like, honestly, like, I would just say, like, you know, every day is like a new day and um, like take one day at a time. Like if you're struggling, like know the people that you can go to and like let them be there for you. I mean, I have like certain friends and like, especially like my um, fiance, he's like, you know, they're like the main people that I go to. So, I mean, I would just say like establish those people and call the crisis hotline if you need it. And like, I guess like um, in terms of other things, I would say like um, if you have a meal plan uh, prescribed to you by a dietitian or like even a therapist, I would definitely say stick to that because those really help, especially when on the days that you're super, super struggling, you know? So, uh, yeah. Joelle, thank you so much for joining us um, here today. And yeah, of course. Thank you for having me. Yeah. Thank you. And it's going to be such a help for people to listen to your experience and learn and, and understand that even from where, you know, where you were, to where you are now mm. is incredible and you know people yeah can, they can move forward and they can get a, over their eating disorder um and because I yeah. remember when I had bulimia and anorexia I just remember I just thought I was going mad I didn't understand that you know that there was the that I could actually ever get out of this right and yeah. you feel that the um, behaviors are so sort of embedded it within you it's difficult to be able to right. see your way out but by breaking down that that the big picture in your mind of of all the confusion and starting to unravel it you can then begin to sort of slowly step your way very gradually forward yeah well, Joel, thank you so much um, for joining us. And it was lovely yeah, to meet you and hear your story. And 
Okay, so that's uh, that's all for today's episode of Bulimia Sucks. So thanks for listening and thank you for joining both of us here today. Um, and we look forward to for you to join us in the next episode. Bulimia Sucks but you don't. Kate has just released a new best-selling book called Anxiety Hacks with proven techniques, tools and tips to calmness. Check it out now on Amazon. 